into the contest. It is Monday, the 18th of July. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Tim Gilbert here. I'm joined by my co-host, Shane Lee. How are you, Shana? I'm good, Timmy. I believe you're back from holidays, but a little bit bleary because you may have watched a bit of golf last night. Yes, exactly. Quite a <laughs> night, and we're going to talk about what happened in the golf last night. But uh, I just thought I'd uh, reflect on one of the stories of the school holidays. They're all going back to school now, but I took the kids go-karting, and uh, a couple of them love uh, anything to do with motorsport. And I thought, you know, go-karting would be a whole lot of fun. They'd go around for uh, 10 minutes and, and, and have a, a cracking lot of fun. You would not believe the adults, Sean, <laughs> and the way they drove. Honestly, they thought they were Nelson Piquet or Michael Schumacher. The kids got off, and uh, they were in a state of shock. Some people are so competitive. Mate, I remember being in the Dodgem cars at Luna Park one time with my daughter, Zara, who was only about four at this stage, and I, I was in there, had her in there with Dad, and uh, I got T-boned by Lottie Takiri. So <laughs> there is a bit of rage when, uh, when men, in particular, get into these uh, toy cars. At least at least you were bumped by Lottie Takiri. Yes. He's got a big name anyway. All right, we've got a huge show on the way. As we mentioned, Cameron Smith, extraordinary at the British Open last night. What a victory for him. Also, Alana King, what a leg spinner she is. And Buddy Franklin, what happens next for him? John O'Brien is a legend of Australia's beer industry. In 2003, he dreamed of producing a great-tasting beer that could be enjoyed by everyone, free from the ill effects of mass-produced wheat and barley. John began a brewing journey blending unique aromas and flavours offered by ancient grains such as sorghum and millet. He perfected recipes over time which have led to 40 local and international awards, including three gold medals at the Australian International Beer Awards, a gold medal at the Indies and a silver medal at the Beer World Cup. Proudly 100% Aussie-owned, made in Ballarat, O'Brien Beer is Australia's most awarded gluten-free beer and widely available around Australia through major retailers and online at rebellionbrewing.com.au. O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. Yeah, what a remarkable night it was at St Andrews, the home of golf, the 150th anniversary of the British Open and Cameron Smith has won. The Queenslander, of course, started the day at 12 under. He was four shots behind the hot favourite Rory McIlroy. And, of course, they all thought Rory McIlroy would win. The commentators, everybody. But Cameron Smith was just extraordinary. He'd, he'd had a pretty rough day the day before, but he's come out and shot 64. Eight under the card, 64 to win the British Open. And it was just... Uh, amazing. Um, uh, every time I went to go to bed, I just kept staying up because he got a birdie and he, he started the back nine, birdie, 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 birdie. And uh, yeah, he was overwhelmed in the end. It was just brilliant. Mate, unbelievable scenes. Uh, to win um, a, the, the Claret Jug, unbelievable. But as you said to me, the 150th British Open at the home of golf. What great timing for Cameron Smith. Look, to shoot 67, 64, he had a bit of a shocker in the third round with 73, but then to come back after that shocking round and to shoot 64 to win, to finish 20 under, amazing scenes. Yeah, an absolute character too, um, Cameron Smith. Uh, and he did say in the post-match interview, mm. he was going to see very Australian, see how many beers would go in the claret jug. <laughs> so well done to Cameron Smith, winner of the British Open. Nah, it's great, great scenes and uh, look, as you, I was saying just off air before Timmy, he's been close before but to win his first major at the home of golf is a very, very special achievement. Do you think we've seen Tiger Woods for the last time at St Andrews, um, Shana? 
I think so. I think by the time that uh, we all know the British Open sort of tours around, and by the time it comes back to St Andrews, I think it's going to be another six years away. Um, I don't think his body will hold up, and I think that's what Tiger was saying. And as he walked down the the 18th, uh, not making the cut, shooting 78, um, as I said, not to make the cut, there was a bit of a tear in his eye. And look, he's really appreciative of the, of the support he gets from the crowd wherever he goes. But I think uh, the, you know, the car accident has taken a lot out of him, and his, his swing is not as smooth as it used to be. But, uh, yeah, I think it's the last time you'll see him play at St Andrews. Now, the live uh, tour, like you wouldn't get anything more classically historic in the game of golf mm. than a St Andrews, the 150th anniversary of the British Open at St Andrews, the home of golf. But this live tour, it just won't get away or go away. And... Um, Many of the golfers think that it's the media's fault. Lee Westwood's came out swinging. Yeah, he is. And uh, Lee Westwood is basically interviewed at the end of it and saying to the journalists, saying, you guys are the ones stoking the fire here. He said, I'm, I've been talking to a number of players who are not signed with the LIV and there's no animosity between us and it's just the media that's sort of um, driving this sort of, uh, these issues. And um, he said, if we can just get on with it and play golf, but I understand you guys have a job to do and I'm, I'm sure you're going to keep stoking the fire. What about leg spinner Alana King? Um, I've loved watching her play, and I know this game was abandoned, but uh, she's exciting, isn't she? She's so talented. She's a good leggy. And, uh, yeah, so Australia's currently playing a tri-series in Ireland. Um, so it's Ireland, Pakistan, and Australia. Um, Australia were dominating the first T20 match, having Pakistan 6 for 56. Well, Alana King... Only bowled one over. She had three for eight off one over. <laughs> so she was on fire. So the ball was sort of being in on. It was either skidding on or it was gripping, uh, being a leg spinner. Um, but three for eight off one. I wish she – she's probably wished she could have got a few more overs. She may have got unbelievable figures there. Now, we haven't heard uh, match fixing in tennis uh, – uh, in quite a while, but uh, it does rear its ugly head from time to time, and it has again. Yeah, it generally pops its head up in doubles. Uh, so Basil Lashvili and uh, Kratsev uh, both been accused by German broadcaster uh, for match fishing. They were saying there was big anomalies in the betting, uh, with up to $738,000 bet on this one doubles match. So they uh, refute all these claims and uh, said they had nothing to do with it, but... Yeah, it just seems strange that these big, big numbers are being bet um, in one-off uh, doubles matches. Yeah, never good, is it? Never, never good. All right, we've got plenty more to come on Afternoon Sport. AFL, NRL and the Wallabies go down in a nail-biter. Afternoon Sport. Look, I think Lance Buddy Franklin has done enough, Shane, uh, regardless of uh, what people think, to take his time and make his own decision on what he's going to do next. Uh, we're getting, you know, former players and commentators and experts saying, oh, you just got to do this or you just got to walk. Well, I think Buddy has just been that good and uh, uh, he can t- make up his own mind. Yeah, definitely. And look, he's been offered, I believe, $500,000. Um, he wants, and his manager wants, $700,000 for at least one or two more seasons. Um, but that will take away potential other players from the Swans. I, I, I think this is just negotiating. I, I don't think Buddy wants to leave Sydney, and I don't think his wife will let him <laughs> move to another to another state and play for, um, 
play for another club. So, look, I think if they can come to terms with, say, 550 to 600, I think Buddy will sign for another year and uh, and finish his career here. I hope he does. Um, he's really associated well with the Swans and, and with the supporters. And, you know, there's only a few months ago, you remember those scenes where it felt like thousands of people ran onto the onto the SCG to celebrate his 1,000th goal. Well, ever, even being there just a couple of weeks ago, you mentioned that, yeah, and when everyone ran onto the field. But I was just there a couple of weeks ago watching the game against the Western Bulldogs. And I'll tell you what, the standout um, was him and everything he did. Um, what an absolute uh, legend of the game. There was an interesting story about Nathan Buckley and uh, that possible idea that he may be coming back to coach in the AFL, but doesn't seem to be right. Um, he said that he was just checking in uh, with his good mate, uh, Ben Arafio, uh, who is the CEO of the North Melbourne Football Club. We all know David Noble was sacked last week and amazing scenes too. North Melbourne has happened twice in the last 10 years. They sacked their coach. They've only won one match this year and they defeated Richmond 92 to 88. It's always the back zone. They always get a leg up when uh, when a coach has been sacked. But a good good round of footy, mate. Um, uh, Geelong beating Carlton 85 to, to 55 and the Swans getting up over Frio as well. So they, they were the big matches that I thought uh, could have went either way. But some good wins there by, by the Swans, Geelong and North Melbourne. Well, what about the upset in the NRL by the Raiders over the Melbourne Storm? And uh, very costly for Ryan Pappenhausen. He's, he's had a difficult time. He's had a real tough time and he's only a slight guy. Uh, but this you have to think this puts him out for the whole season, a broken kneecap. And will that affect his speed when he comes back? You'd have to think so, wouldn't you? Uh, but yeah, look, he's had a lot of injuries and it's a guy that's sort of been on the fringe, but because of Tedesco, he hasn't got his chance in State of Origin and and uh, will he ever end up playing State of Origin now? Uh, yeah, there's a big question mark over that. Yeah, Ricky Stewart with a big smile on his face. Uh, don't always see Rick Dewey smiling, but uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a win against the odds. Not a lot of people would have thought that Canberra would get the chocolates. Interesting comments by Brett Kamali about... Uh, the Penrith side, because Penrith decided to rest seven of their origin stars against the West Tigers. Um, look, I I suppose if, as, the, as the coach of the losing team, you're not going to be that happy when you lost in a nail-biter. Well, it was a strange comment. I, I, I like, personally, I like Brett Kamali. I know him personally, and I, and I think he's a good fella. But but I just think this comment is just, just silly. It's, uh, you know, it's... Being disrespectful. If if they won the game, Tigers, that's a different comment, isn't it? But they lost. They lost the match still, uh, with seven players out. Look, the Tigers have finally confirmed uh, their coaching lineups, being Tim Sheens, Benji Marshall, and Robbie Farrar for next year. I think that's a really good uh, bunch of guys there who will take over. But yeah, it was a, it was a really weird comment from Brett Kamali. As I said, if they would have won the match, it. it that uh, has more impact as a statement, not when you lose the match. Now, I watched the Test match, Australia and England and the Rugby Union, the decider at the SCG. Fantastic atmosphere, capacity crowd. And look, a lot of fans uh, got vocal on social media just about the mistakes made by the Wallabies. You just cannot afford to miss penalty goals and pass the ball into touch and uh, still expect to beat a team like England. There was still only four points in it. But they just seem to be sloppy, don't they? Like they just make these mistakes, and uh, uh, they're their own worst enemy. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I think, unfortunately, Tim, that'll be the last uh, Wallabies match you'll see at the SCG. So it was a historic moment. It would have been a great win for the, for the Wallabies to win that. But you're dead right. Just the constant errors and, and the sloppy mistakes they were making, and the, and the and the um, unforeseen turnovers that they were giving away were just 
putting us behind the eight ball all the time. England coming home to win 21-17 to 17, and a huge win for them and uh, mm. a very proud coach in Eddie Jones. Yes, Eddie Jones. Eddie Jones, uh, that was interesting. He almost got caught up in, uh, in a punch-up when <laughs> yeah. he got called a traitor. He did, mate. So apparently it happened at halftime. This guy in the crowd gave to Eddie Jones and then at full time he called him a traitor. And Eddie turned around, had to be stopped by the security guard. He said, come over here and say it, mate. And he wanted to, he wanted to go, in for, go in a fight. But, uh, yeah, obviously that word traitor doesn't gel well with Eddie. And wasn't it good to see New Zealand lose, Shane? I, I shouldn't say that, but that was historic, wasn't it? <laughs> Ireland beating New Zealand in the series uh, in New Zealand. And, uh, look, uh, the reason why I say that is because we haven't beaten them in a series for a long, long time. But, uh, yeah, um, Irish eyes are smiling in the rugby world. Well, Ireland, almost the opposite to the Wallabies, they uh, the ball security that they um, had were, was, was brilliant. And um, they're the first uh, team in the professional era to win a series in New Zealand. And that's a huge effort to win 32-22 of the All Blacks at home. Uh, huge effort. They'll be dancing in the, in the streets tonight, Ireland. Now, of course, the story of the day, possibly the story of the week, will, from an Australian point of view, will be Cameron Smith winning the British Open. Just remarkable. And whether or not he can uh, fit as many beers as he wants in the claret jug. But uh, quite appropriately, you've got a little golf story to finish with today. Yeah, well, it's, it's, it's hardly a positive story, Tim, because it involves my golf. And uh, we played a New South Wales cricket uh, golf day many years ago. Um, it was at Pimble. Um, it was a a paired Ambrose event. So we were paired with someone who was a decent golfer, all the cricketers. I was playing in the same group as Gavin Robertson. Um, Rob and I are probably off about the same, um, I think we we're both off about 14 or 15 then. Uh, Robbo has actually come down since then. And I was paired with a guy off plus four and Robbo was paired with a guy off scratch. And the guy off scratch and plus four, they both walked down as, as Rob and I had to tee off and we would hit the ball to them and then they would hit the next ball. And so the Ambrose would go a lot faster. Well, Robbo hit the one down the middle. I duck hooked mine. It hit a, it hit a steel bin on the left and went back behind the tee. So the guy of plus four had to walk back another 200 metres past the tee to hit the next ball. And we still part it because I played with a guy off plus four. Very, very embarrassing. Yes. And the guy collecting the bins might just be a little bit cautious next time. That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. A big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, O'Brien Beer, the beer that loves your back. And, of course, our wonderful producer, Mr. Dan McHugh. We are back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Building Resilience Podcast. They play in different arenas, but sports and business have massive similarities. Elite athletes and top business leaders flourish through the physical and psychological demands their high-stress careers place on them. The Building Resilience podcast explores the world of sport and deconstructs the tools and ethos of world-class athletes that can help us create growth and optimize business and life. Come find the Building Resilience podcast on your favorite podcast app.